Hey, it's Kyle D'Agostino with Pool & Company Architects in Birmingham, Alabama. And today we have Mr. Owen Moore with Hoare Construction. Hoare Construction is based here in Birmingham, Alabama. And Owen is going to talk to us about what he does, why he does it, why he loves to do it, and his friendship with me, which is awesome. Um, I'll talk about that first. <laughs> sure. You must have run out of people to interview <laughs> since you got to the bottom of the barrel. It's kind of like getting an invite on Friday night for an event on Saturday morning. You know, feeling like uh, in the last. Hey, um, we we have a a place left at our golf team. That's right. Yeah. Uh, would you like to play? Just tell me. <laughs> uh, so I'm. Uh, my name's Owen Moore. I'm with Hoare Construction. Um, been with Hoare just basically my entire career. Um, I'm the director of business development for one of our divisions, uh, which is the healthcare division, based here in Birmingham, Alabama. So um, I've been there since 2012. Uh, before that, was with the joint venture of B&K Building Group, which was eventually KBR Building Group, which you worked right. with them, um, did, which we did a joint venture with Hoare Construction. Um, but they were based out of Nashville, Birmingham's uh, Hoare's in Birmingham. And so really worked with the Hoare guys more than I ever did the B&K guys. Yeah. So uh, got to know them, build some relationships, and, you know, got an opportunity to Switched teams and worked for Hoare uh, back in 2012, and I've been there since. So, How old were you when you started in this biz? Uh, well, since I graduated college. And you went to, to BEK, right? That's right. Straight away? Yeah, so you're in your 20s. I was 21. I guess. And then we met on the on the Children's Hospital Expansion Project. That's right. right? What was... So 2009 is when that project started. Yep. Um, I was very fortunate back then. As you know, the economy was a little bit down. In 2000 and uh, 2008, 2000. Just a little bit. So very blessed, very fortunate. Um, uh, both companies, B&K and Hoare, were on a hiring freeze. Um, I had a family connection to a guy that was friends with the lead superintendent that was on the job and was able to get me an interview for a, an internship. Yeah. And there wasn't a pause on internships. So I was able to get in. Uh, a loophole. Made it a made a I guess a decent impression and um, was able to secure a long term position with them. You know through that it was a three year project. I think it it was at the time the largest healthcare project ever built in the state of Alabama. Yeah, and it that st was still is still is. So it was seven hundred twenty thousand square foot. Completely. So that's how much build out seven hundred eighty thousand. Yeah, that's right. So and um, sixteen stories. Uh, twelve. Twelve or eleven. Well, we've got well, we got the helipad and what's the four? Yeah, the, yeah, the interstitial spaces at the times. So big, tall hospital, um, four hundred million dollars at the time. With escalation, I was telling somebody today that's probably a billion dollar project today, right? I would say so. Yeah, and that was ten years ago. Uh, we finished it in 2012. We just had our 10 year anniversary. Yeah, had the 10 year anniversary, yeah. and that's probably what I'm most proud of about that job is that we're still there. Still we're not working still working there. on that job. Yeah. We're still working on that campus, and so are you. So Yeah, so Owen's been working on that campus for 10, 11 years, and I've been working on the campus since 1992. Right. So in case people can't tell, I'm a little older than, than Owen is. I was uh, kindergarten or first grade, 1992. <laughs> 1992. That's awesome. Owen's a great guy. Uh, I've really enjoyed being friends with Owen and, and colleagues and working together. That uh, that project saved a lot of people's lives, honest, like for real, right? Right. I mean, that project uh, kept me and and my company going at the time, and uh, it was also 
it was kind of Noah's Ark. Yeah, we had. Right. I think at one point we had 52 <laughs> full-time employees on that project. And how many other healthcare projects oh gosh, was were you running at the time? Was anybody working on at the time at the UK? I mean, there were some other jobs going on, but that was that was it. You know, yeah. That was the big one. Right? That was the big one. Kept a lot of people going. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a unique project. There's not that many people in, in Alabama that can say they worked on a, proje- a healthcare project of that size, right? I mean, yeah, it's I mean, kind of a nice portfolio piece. Nice resume builder. Um, I can't say that I've gotten a whole lot of work as a result of it, but kind of hope that would. It's kind of nice to put on all your <laughs> right. brochures and well, resumes and stuff. It's worth noting that we were the local architect, and HKS was the was the um, the lead architect, right? Uh, their their Dallas and Atlanta offices, mm-hmm. and we worked with them. And you guys teamed. That's right. So I say you guys, I mean, I've worked for both companies. That's right. Like I said, mentioned before, B&K Building Group, which was teamed with, with, Thumor. with through that period of time, had been bought by KBR, um, but Kellogg, Brown, and Root, and became KBR Building Group kind of through that whole transition. Um, and then really after then, they bought B&K because of the industrial company, not because of the building group in Nashville. They kind of the figured that out after they right. bought it, right? That's right. Now, like, when we do this healthcare specialty contractor, you know, we want the industrial work. Yeah. So they pretty much dissolved it, and um, that was really the reason that I switched over to Hoare. To Hoare. And that I've been there ever since. And you're doing, so you're, a, you're leading the biz, business development effort for the healthcare arm of Hoare. That's right. So a little bit about Hoare, if you yeah. want to back up and tell you. Yeah, yeah. Give us like, the spiel. Hoare Construction, it's pronounced Hoare, and it is spelled H-O-A-R. Um, We've always had a little fun with that, right? Well, especially if you get outside Birmingham, people <laughs> want to ask the question of what? what you, well, excuse me, who? Who are you? Where'd you get? Yeah, right. uh, so we've heard every every joke in the book, but um, so friend Reed Hoare was a German, you know, uh, descent, and that was his last name, and started the company in Birmingham in 1940. So we're working on 83 years of history. Always, always been family owned. I think the Burtons bought it uh, back in the 30s. You know, Rob. Starting, you know, had the company and then passed it on to you know, Turner's kind of taking the reins now. Right. He's been so no horse left. It's it's the Burton family. Right. The Burton yeah. family's pretty much running it. So family owned, you know, headquartered here in Birmingham. Got nine offices now in uh, six states, spanning from Orlando to D.C. all the way to the farthest west. I think we have is Austin, Texas, and then several offices sprinkled out in between. Most of them do healthcare work. We also have a dedicated healthcare office here in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the division that I work for. As a company, we eclipsed one billion dollars in volume last year. Congratulations! Big, yeah, big deal. It's a big deal, but we're not always trying to be the biggest. Yeah, we try to be, you know, really good at what we do, and not necessarily be the biggest. So I think we've developed a pretty good reputation as a quality builder with really good reputation. I've always had a good experience with you and your team for sure. So, what's the uh, what's the volume that the healthcare group is doing? So, our division specifically does about two hundred million dollars a year. Okay, uh, the rest of that. Well, 40% or so of our entire company's volume is healthcare. And that other 200 million or so dollars is made up of all the other offices that also do healthcare. So when you put it all together, we're typically, you know, modern healthcare is the ranking, the the kind of recognized ranking for size in healthcare construction. Uh, We're typically between eight and 10. So and I've been there for like the last 20 years. I like to say we're kind of a medium sized company because, you know, we're on one floor down behind Brookwood Mall and know everybody on our on our hallway. You know, my boss sits next to me, Eddie Hyde sits across the hall and right. Recon is right there and we all meet every Monday morning and, you know, we've all 
been with a company for a long time, and I think we've got a really just tight knit group of guys that you know I really like and respect and admire. So was Eddie on the uh, Children's Project when we did it? Eddie was not actually Eddie's dad. His dad's was Red High, and that's who worked. That's who I worked for for three years. You know, Red passed away shortly after retiring after that project was done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had the benefit of working with Eddie for the last you know, twelve years. So two two great guys, great mentors for me. Yeah. They know how really to build good, stuff. Really good healthcare builders. Yeah. Um, talk about that a little bit. You know, the the difference in uh healthcare construction versus commercial construction or, or all other construction. I mean well, I think it's more complicated. Why is it more complicated? What are the what are the components of, of the healthcare, you know, construction world that so make it more difficult? Building systems and the components and the the, the different codes and regulations and guidelines right. that we have to all build but you know, obviously it's just more complex, it's more it, dense, more sophisticated, right? That's right. We tend we tend to work with more sophisticated constructors, more sophisticated engineers, and architects, and consultants uh, on that work. I mean, I think I was thinking the other day about the interventional radiology OR project that we did at Children's. I mean, it was what a, a one thousand square foot room, maybe. Right. And uh, we had a full full set of engineers, architect. Um, contracting so team, every division of work, right? In that entire, the whole thing, and it had at least four different uh, medical equipment vendors associated with it, and then the entire support team at the hospital, right? right? Everybody in the facilities department on it. So it's, I mean, it's complicated work. Uh, it's not always the sexiest, but it is um, incredibly fulfilling work to do. At least from the architect standpoint, I assume. Your team feels the same way. I tell people this a lot, and maybe even in previous podcasts, I've said this before. But when you work for Children's Hospital of Alabama, the the largest children's hospital in in the state, it's uh, it's really easy to get up in the morning to go to work for that mission. It's a little hyperbolic to say, but not really. I mean, everything that we do and touch over there. Um, has the potential to save save a child's life right. for real. Maybe not necessarily on the outpatient side of things, but on the inpatient side. But even the outpatient side, right? That feeds feeds into the into the inpatient services. And you've got kids or older, yeah, grandkids. Uh, we've we've had a few broken broken arms in in that place. As, as have I. You know, I'm, I've got four now, spanning from high school down to daycare, and uh, just knowing that that is right down the street, and yeah. we have access to that is. You know, it's comforting to know that that's there if we need it, but never will really want to go. I think we, yeah, with my two kids, we were there for a couple broken arms. We were overseas. We were on our way home uh, and in a layover somewhere, and my mother-in-law causing, of course, we both like held our breath and went, okay, what, what happened? And sure enough, our kid had gone over the handlebars and broken his face on the sidewalk and uh, ended up over there, but got taken care of. I have been impressed, uh, and I'm not just saying that, just saying this because we're friends, but I have been impressed with how quickly you've moved through the ranks. I mean, we're talking 10 years ago, you know, you were talking about being an intern on, on one of the largest hospital projects in the state. And, you know, now you're, you're leading the business development efforts. It's a pretty big deal to have uh, moved, moved that quickly through the whole, the whole system. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I've always had a really good team, you know, around us. Children's is always, you know, no different. We've always had a great team down yeah. there. But from the start of my career, it was all operations and project management and showing up to work every day and trying to, what's my to-do list? You know, what submittal do I have to get approved? What contract do I have to right. buy out? You know, that kind of thing. When I started doing this role back in 2018, 
you know, it was all about lead generation and trying to find new work. And, you know, for me, it was about, you know, personal success and what can I do to try to get, you know, the company more work, more work. But as I've done this for several years now, the focus is more about the, the, the people that work with us. And it's not just me trying to win. It's really about trying to find work for, you know, to put food on the table for the family. Cause if we don't get any more, if we don't win work, right. Right. All my friends and their families don't have anything to do. Right. Right. And so it's kind of a, the, the weight of that is, uh, is more than I guess what it used to be, but what's the, what's the most recent thing you've, you brought in the door? We've been at a, we've had a conscious effort to try to win more work in Georgia, traditionally not done a ton of healthcare work there. Um, and so about three years ago, we made a, right at the beginning of COVID, which kind of delayed things. We made a conscious effort to really try to invest in Georgia and get more work mm-hmm. there. And we had a string of success in South Georgia, at Valdosta, South Georgia Medical Center. We won a large tower there. Uh, right before that, we won another large project at Phoebe Putney and, uh, and Albany, or Albany, depending on where you live, I can pronounce it. <laughs> really? Uh, we won some I work at uh, in Cordell at Crisp Regional Medical Center. Uh-huh. And then recently we've gotten into the, the Piedmont Health System. Uh, Atlanta, which is the largest system in Georgia. They've got a oh, really? program of contractors. I've not won work there yet, but we've got several. But you're on the list. We're on the list. Now, yeah. So nice. Working on that pretty hard. That's good. That is good work. What, I mean, besides the fact that you derive great joy from, from winning projects, what's the, mo- the the other satisfaction that you get out of, out of doing this stuff? Well, I mean, I'm still a builder at heart, right? So yeah. I like to be able to look back and kind of see the things that get built even though I don't get my hands on it anymore as much as I used to, that's gratifying. But I think the real, the biggest thing is the relationships. Even if you don't win work, being able to walk into somebody's office or meet a stranger at a new client or new hospital and start that relationship from the ground up, you know, from nothing. Yeah. And then within a year or two, whatever the wind up, whatever the, whatever the time frame may wind up being, at the end of that, being friends with that person and then them saying, look, I trust you, you know, having that trust is yeah. to me the most important thing. And that's the most gratifying. Yeah. I, I feel similarly. I mean, these, the hospital organizations, which we work for also and have to do business development with, it is, it's gratifying to, uh, to be part of, part of the process for constructing really, really good quality operational and beautiful spaces for, you know, people who have to be in a hospital. Not, and not only the not only the patient, but for the families, you know, that go along with that patient, that's a, a, a really big deal. And there's been a lot of um, emphasis. Well, there was when we did children's too, family-centered care, right? The, the design, uh, having some more emphasis on the spaces that the families have to be in, uh, families and friends to support those folks that are in the hospital. Well, it was one of the things that I'll always remember is the day that they opened that hospital. You know, they, we, we moved over the course of 48 hours, I think we moved. You know, it's the 300 bed hospital we moved. I mean, it was 200 and something plus patients from the old hospital into the new. You remember that, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, I just remember the day before walking through the hospital and we're doing punch lists and trying to work everything off and it being a construction site and you've got guys running around with hard hats on and tool belts and it's a construction site, construction noises and everything else. Yeah. And then literally two days later, you know, we're walking through the the family center and there's a, a there's patients in the bed, there's babies in the bed, there's right. kids in the bed and there's you know, I walked into the family center on six on the NICU and there was a, a a group of 30 or 40 people with their preacher and they were, half of them were crying and they're all praying and, you know, it was a very somber yeah. atmosphere. And it, right. 
it, it just hit me over you know 48 hour period it went from being a construction site to a hospital to a hospital uh, it does it has to happen at some point right these projects have to actually be inhabited inhabited by human beings for the purposes that they were built that far it was pretty fulfilling just yeah. to know that they put a small part in trying to you know bring that to fruition what's your take on birmingham you do live here um We've had seen significant growth in Birmingham over the last 10, 15 years. Kind of tenure here. I think some of these projects that you and I worked on together are catalytic for the development here. But what's your what's your take on on Birmingham as a city? And going from a small town of Atmore, Atmore Alabama, Alabama, born and raised, uh, coming to Birmingham was kind of you know small mouse in the big city. Kind uh-huh. of, you know. Did you really feel that way? I felt like Birmingham was big when I first got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I sort of become more well traveled. I guess you know realized that Birmingham's not that big, but it's big enough for me. I don't really want it to get any bigger. You like it the way it is. I do I like it the way it is? I don't like change. I like yeah. smaller. <laughs> yes. Well, we've got. I think we've got a lot to be proud of here in Birmingham. We've got. Yeah. We've got, I think we've got underrated food scene. Uh, we didn't get to touch touch on the fact that Owen is an, an excellent golfer. You played in college, and uh, so what's your favorite course here in Birmingham? Oh man, I think it depends on what day it is. <laughs> we've got a lot of good ones. We play a lot at Vestavia uh, Country Club. Yep. Um, I live out at Ross Bridge, so I play out there a good bit as well. But I yeah, have to try different. I like new courses. I like new challenges. Owen can still hit the ball a mile. <laughs> well, business development's a good a good place to be if, right. if you're enjoying. That was one of the things that I'm glad that I wound up doing was because it, as a as a young, you know, somebody in your 20s, especially as I got into business development, having I guess that skill really opened a lot of doors. I mean, being able to yeah go play golf with somebody with the this, the, you know, the age of your grandfather or at least your dad yeah you know it, trying to find common ground they know why you're there right yeah uh, it's the, the only reason that they are that you're, that you're there is because you're selling them something so to have something that you can get somebody isolated for three or four hours on a golf course and yeah be able to you know, talk they to say them. a lot of deals get get made on the golf course my game's really bad so i'm not sure that i'm i'm closing too many deals on the course but I do enjoy being out there. I the comic, really. <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> the game. I've played with you before. <laughs> I have uh, sincerely enjoyed not only our friendship, but our professional relationship and working together uh, on these projects. You have helped us uh, get work in other spots, and that is also um, something that I really appreciate. You, you guys, your entire firm has a very uh, hands-on approach. doesn't take anything for granted or you know, at face, face value. I'll push the envelope of digging deeper and, and trying to really understand what's going on. And I, I told somebody this the other day. I said, every time I've been around John Poole, whenever he's in a meeting or whenever I see him in interaction with someone, yep. he listens yeah. very, very well. <laughs> I've picked up on, I've noticed that about yeah. him, is that he's a very active listener. Yes. You can tell he's trying to understand what the client really wants and needs. And um, you know, I think that's a skill. It is a skill. Sometimes I'll listen with the intent to respond, yeah, not to understand. And he's a pretty example of that, and you are as well. Well, I appreciate it. I've been practicing. Um, I didn't used to be um, very good at it at all, uh, and you're right. Uh, John's the one of the best examples of that that I've been around, and I've been in this business for 30 years, and uh, I tell him that all the time. Same thing. This is about, right? It's about solving, yeah. solving people's problems. Yeah, I mean, if you know, uh, architects uh, have a reputation for trying to solve their own problems. We, yep. have, a, we have to solve y'all's problems yeah. as you may. Right. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> so we, uh, we, we definitely want to reinforce the solving our clients' problems before we solve our own or, or, make, more, or make problems that didn't exist before that. I think one thing that's kind of helped our working relationship, too, is that we have a working relationship and that if there's an issue, which you always run into issues on projects, if you have one that goes... It, it's construction, right? If you've got one that goes completely smoothly, then somebody may have overlooked something. But right. if we've ever had an issue, uh, we typically huddle up behind the scenes and figure out a win-win for, for both firms and, and squash it before it comes to light or right. finger pointing, right? So Don't let the embers become flames. That's right. <laughs> you can. That's right. Well, I uh, look forward to many, many more opportunities to work together with you and your team and with HOAR. Um, I appreciate you coming in today and, and sharing some of your experiences and, and who HOAR uh, Construction is, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. I hope you'll come back. Maybe we- I'm not sure why you had me the first time. <laughs> Maybe we can do the next one on the golf course. <laughs>